Hello and welcome to another episode of the Quest for New Inspiration. My name is KT Mashler and this week I am honored to sit down with TEDx speaker Raj Supermeyer. He is a tech strategist specialist who joined me to discuss how to continuously be a work in progress while also working on your own brand. I hope he inspires you as much as he inspired me. My name is Raj Supermeyer. I'm a tech career strategist. So it's a fancy name for someone who actually helps people in the tech space to find their dream job and become successful leaders in the industry. I've been in the tech space for over 16 plus years now, and I've helped over 50 plus people get unstuck in their careers and have positive life and career transformation as well. So that's my main job being a tech career strategist. But I also do a lot of speaking and writing. So I write for a lot of uh, publications like Entrepreneur, Forbes, and um, other publications. And I do a lot of speaking for company private events and conferences as well. In fact, uh, in 2021, I gave two TEDx talks, which is kind of the highlight of my speaking career. Um, oh, wow. But yeah, that's that's me. I live in Chicago and I started my company with one single mission, which is to impact people to have positive life and career transformations. And that's what my whole work is based upon. And that's why I show up every day. And that's why I do what I do. All right. So I know the the audience can't really see your background, but one kind of question to kind of get to know you a little bit more based on just your background. Um, what is kind of your favorite art piece that you've ever bought? Because I noticed you there are a lot of photography around you oh yeah thanks for asking the question so uh on the photography the pictures you see in my background in my office right now are taken by my wife so she does photography as a hobby and uh, of course i have two frames showing my TEDx stocks uh in the background but i would say that all the things you see around are pictures which my wife actually took and then i have a pretty picture my two-year-old son uh, did for me, which is in the background as well. But yeah, I love having inspiring environments, you know. And uh, my wife took a lot of pictures and she just kept having it in her uh, folder. Then I said, you know, you have to show this to the outside world. So we have her pictures all over the house. And uh, yeah, and when I'm on, uh, when, when I'm doing keynotes or talks and stuff via Zoom, and then a lot of people ask me, wow, that's a really pretty picture. Where do you get it from? Then I, I would say I get it from the next room where my <laughs> wife actually works. So <laughs> that's awesome. I love it. I love all the photography and stuff. That's actually one of my hobbies, I guess. But right now I work at a garden center. So I'm just taking a picture, bunch of pictures of plants, but it's pretty cool. My wife does that as well. Uh, flowers, bees, and Inside a flower, sucking the nectar out of it, you know, and uh, I think you need an eye and appreciation for nature for that. And we do have in the living room and other places uh, pictures of uh, flowers and nature. The ones you see is pictures of beaches and, you know, uh, and other historic monuments we travel to. We, me, My wife and I travel quite a bit and these are all just collection of pictures from our travels, so. Well, you mentioned your uh, TEDx talks. 
So that's obviously a pretty big milestone. How did you get there? What kind of were those stepping stones? What was that motivation to get there? It's funny you ask that because uh, whenever I speak at conferences, people say, man, you're funny, you're inspiring. You know, how do I become you? Then I said, I, I usually say that it takes about 15 years to get to the level I am in right now, because just taking a step back to paint the picture for your audience, I grew up as a shy introverted kid. In fact, just talking to a girl would feel as if I'm going to get a nervous breakdown. <laughs> I still remember this. Uh, in my eighth grade, I had this crush on a girl and it took me two months just to say hi to her because every time I approached her, you know, I was shaking and I was so nervous. That was the type of person I was. And then uh, when I was uh, 19 years old, I had a trigger event uh, awakening where I realized that all this while I've been living a life based on other people's opinions. I was letting, letting other people's opinions be my reality. And I put in so much effort to please other people. <laughs> and instead of, instead of putting that kind of effort to please myself, right, for myself, things I want to do in life, I should have put in more effort for that. So once I came to that realization, I literally took a paper and pen and started writing down all my fears, right? I had fears fear of being ignored, fear of being judged, fear of public speaking, and then fear of failure and a list of all the fears. And literally next to each one, I put different strategies, which I thought at that point of time was going to help me overcome those fears. Now, coming back to your question of speaking, so fear of public speaking was one of my biggest fears. Till 2011, I was a nervous wreck. I, I worked in IT, but still like talking in meetings, if I was put on the spot, I, you know, I didn't know how to react. This kind of continued throughout till 2011. And then I still remember this moment vividly. Uh, I was at work and then I saw this email for a conference. It said, there's this conference, software conference happening in Seattle. You should come join us, attend this conference, get inspired and stuff. I've seen millions of emails like this, but I usually just delete it. But this time around, I just kept looking at the email. The email was actually, it was as if the email was talking to me saying, dude, you are this person who's trying to overcome all these fears. Why are you hesitating to work on, oh, what? screw this. I'm going to do this, attend this conference. So I swiped $3,000 of my own credit card when I was broke and I didn't have money, but I still went to Seattle. And there I saw a lot of uh, speakers there. I saw a lot of talks and frankly, there were good talks and bad talks. And in one of the bad talks, that's when I got this epiphany saying, man, seems like anyone can actually give a talk. What better way than actually becoming a speaker to get rid of the fear of public speaking? So to cut a long story short, I took a lot of notes, did a lot of networking with speakers in 2011. Then in 2012, I started speaking in small, small meetup groups. Then in 2013, after seven months and 23 trial runs, I gave my first conference stock and it was a huge hit. And fast forwarding to 2021, I've spoken at 100 plus conferences. I've done over 10 plus keynotes. I've done two TEDx talks. The reason I was painting this picture and setting some context is that there's this beauty in getting uncomfortable to get comfortable. And that happens when you actually get out of your comfort zone and try new things, right? And talking about TEDx, I really wanted to impact people through speaking. So four years ago, I had this vision that, you know what, I want to speak 
on the really big stage, which would be TEDx and TED is number one, TEDx is number two. So I said, you know what? I want to become a TEDx speaker, but I don't know how to do that. So I, again, when I say I'm a tech career strategist, there's a reason behind it. Everything in my life is a strategy, including getting the TEDx stuck. So I came up with a strategy about different things I need to do. And then for four years, I worked towards that. And then after I put in, I built some social proof, got some speaking experience, attended a six-month TEDx TED coaching program for speaking, all that jazz. Then finally, uh, last year, I started applying for different TEDx chapters, which takes a lot of time. (laughs) And it's a lot of interview process. And finally, my dream became a reality. So that's kind of the whole story behind my speaking experience and how I got my TEDx talks as well. Wow, that is a mouthful. I That is crazy. I love how you just like, you know, had that fear and just took it like, I don't know, by the, by the, by the steering wheel, yeah. by the rain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just you just have to forward. face stuff head on. And I yeah. think that's that's when you see different opportunities. I think 90% of the people in this world, they know what has to be done, but they have this fear of the unknowns. Okay, what would happen if I take the next step? What if I fail? But you could rephrase that question saying, okay, if you don't take that step, how are you continuing to fail, right? So there's different ways of looking at things. And from my perspective, I'm still a work in progress. Don't get me wrong. By no no means I'm like Tony Robbins. But the point is, I've become a lot better since I started at the age of 20, right? Uh, And 15, 17 years down the line, I am here speaking to you, speaking in front of people. And uh, I think this was my calling. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm still going to take it further. And let's see what happens. Yeah, I actually, um, about maybe a year, two ago, I don't remember how long it when um, I was looking for just like random speakers and for our inspirational slot in your name, I had just come across it. It was in the home building industry I was looking for, but your name was literally on multiple things and I was very impressed. And then when I got this opportunity to connect with you, I was so excited. So I'm very honored to get to talk to you today. Thanks for having me uh, because I'm really Always excited and grateful for people giving me an opportunity to share my story. And uh, it's people like you and other folks, like podcasts have been on, you know, they uh, help me remind myself from time to time, why am I doing what I'm doing? You know, we all have imposter syndrome and self-doubt. And I think being a guest on podcast is a good way to remind yourself about who you are because you ha- you're forced to talk about it. And then you <laughs> remind yourself, yeah. Man, I was talking about overcoming fears and now why am I scared about, you know, uh, enrolling in this course, right? So yeah, uh, it's interesting. It's a full circle. I am the queen of imposter syndrome. Like that is pretty much one of the things that have like driven this podcast is because at first I was reaching out to people and like I had this mindset, oh, no one was going to respond. No one wanted to share this advice. No one would give me the time. Like I had put those phrases in my head. No one had told me that. I had put it there. And so that self-doubt was just stalling me. And once I found, and it's still there, we're still, we still put it on a shelf. She's still there. But um, once I found the way to like kind of move past that, 
the podcast has become what it is and is growing to this day. So I'm very excited. There are a couple of things, right? When you talk about imposter syndrome, I, which at least personally, I keep in mind and the people I coach in the tech space, I tell them the same thing as well. Everyone has imposter syndrome, okay? That's part of being human. Especially when you're trying something new, of course, you don't know how to do it. So of course, you feel as if, am I the right person? You ask all these questions to yourself, you label it. You put different labels on yourself. No, I don't think I'm enough. I don't think I'm good enough, right? Everyone goes through imposter syndrome, but that's a good thing because that's going to give you that fear and you can use that fear to fuel the drive you need to actually succeed in that, in, in that, in that, uh, well, whatever thing you're going to do, right? Sarah Bra- uh, Blakely, um, the founder of Spanx, she has a great phrase, which of course I don't remember right now. She said, some something in the lines of if you don't know something, then it's good because that means you're going to do it differently, right? It's something on those lines and it's very inspiring. That is with imposter syndrome. Everyone, including me, have imposter syndrome, but it's just about how you see it. And the second thing is so many people around you, including you, are going to put different labels on yourself that you're not good, good enough, you don't matter you know, you're not the right person to do this. Uh, you know, you should concentrate on something else. But you should also remember that you are in control of what labels you want to associate yourself with. You could either associate yourself with labels like, I don't matter, I'm not good enough. Or you can associate yourself with labels such as, yes, I could do this. I was born to do this. I'm going to try it out. I'm going to learn from this experience. So you associate yourself with what labels you want. Because thoughts are actually neutral. You la- you label them as positive or negative, right? And that's the thing you really need to think about when you feel that you're not good enough, then that's that's a good thing to have because if you're out in your lazy boy couch drinking beer and watching forest, which I do, by the way, but you cannot do that 24-7, right? So you need some fear to get, get your ass out of the couch and then do something about it. So imposter syndrome is good embrace it and you associate you want to associate yourself with the labels you want to associate yourself with so those are some things you generally want to keep in mind and that is something which i've done a time and again for the past 10 years to get to different things which i'm doing right now yes i love that okay so with all of this inspirational talks you do and all of just an inspiring life you've led so far who inspires you? Yeah, of course, the cliche answer would be my wife. But that is true because uh, we have been dating since 2011 when I was a nobody. And then she was there seeing my whole growth progress. And now I'm married to her and we have a mocha baby. She's white German American. A mocha baby. And then I'm brown Indian dude. Of course, from my thick Texas accent, you already probably know I was not born in the United States. But the point is, uh, she has been the backbone and the cornerstone of everything I do. In fact, talking about the journey of getting to become a speaker, I used to make her record videos of me speaking and then ask her to give me feedback on what I'm doing wrong, what I could improve on. She herself is a state-level debate champion and speaking comes naturally to her. So I had to take some coaching from her. So she's my coach. She's also my chief 
uh, editor and proofreader for all my articles, which I published in Entrepreneur and for my book, uh, Skyrocketed Career. She was the first person who literally read through the entire book and gave me feedback and edits and stuff like that, right? So she is the backbone of everything I do in life. But if you talk about someone in the motivation space who has inspired me, it would be Lewis House. He, he's not that well-known as Tony Robbins, but he has this podcast called The School of Greatness, and it changed my life. And then I went to a conference called The Summit of Greatness, and he inspired me so much. And uh, I've binged every podcast episode. He has 1,120 episodes, I think, right now. Wow. He's also a New York Times bestseller. Yeah, he's a lifestyle entrepreneur. But Lewis House is definitely... One of my inspirations outside my uh, wife, I would say. Well, that's always beautiful to say. It really is. <laughs> and I'm sure whenever she hears it, she'll appreciate it as well. <laughs> <laughs> so um, do you want, you mentioned it, but do you want to go in a little bit more about your book? Sure, yeah. Um, I think it would be good for your audience as well, because I think a lot of people are struggling with the same problem. So my book Let's first set some context here. So my book is called Skyrocket Your Career. And the subtitle is The No Bullshit Approach to Find Your Dream Job, Be Successful in It, and Transform into a Rockstar. To give you the history behind it. So in 2020, COVID hit. And a lot of people got laid up. A lot of people didn't get the promotions. A lot of people got demoted. And they started contacting me via LinkedIn saying, hey, I have a family. I don't have a job. Please help me. Please help me. So from the first week of March till mid-April, I helped about 40, 45 people via LinkedIn for free because, of course, they did not have the money, right? And uh, some of the, and the strategy which are, strategies which I was sharing with them, and for majority of them, it started working out. Like people got jobs in the midst of the COVID pandemic. People got promotions. And then they kept saying, dude, the things you said, you know, really inspired and helped me. That's when I started realizing if a lot of people are on the same boat, why not I do something which could help the mass audience who are going through the same journey? That's when I decided to write the book in the midst of the pandemic. I um, started the book April 27, 2020, and I wrote the book, contents of the book within the first 30 days, uh, every day from 8 to 10 p.m., because literally I live those strategies, then I teach those strategies. But no one told me that writing a book is one thing and then proof editing, production, and the whole thing is another thing. So that day, took me several months. And finally, in November, mid-November 2020, uh, I released my book. It hit number five on the Amazon bestseller list three times. And then in 2021, I was very lucky and grateful to get the silver medal for the best nonfiction book by Reader's Favorite. Uh, which is like the Oscars for movies. Similarly, a reader's favorite for books, right? So yeah. that that that's the history behind the book. But the main thing about the book is they help people get unstuck in their careers. So I start with how to identify your ideal career options, right? And then once you identify your career options, how what are the different things you need to do from LinkedIn profile updation, from resume creation, right? From brand building. Then once you get interviews, how do you ace interviews? And once you get the job offer, how do you negotiate a salary? Okay, now you got the job. How do you be successful in it? Okay, now you're successful in it. 
how do you set yourself miles apart from the competition and become a rock star, star performer? So I take people through the whole life cycle, the job life cycle, combined with my real experiences with strategies. And when I subtitle in the book, the no bullshit approach, I literally mean that because it's 99 pages of just strategies and my experiences so that you could relate to it. It has worksheets. It has activities you can immediately do. So yeah, so that's what the book is about. And uh, people can always check it out at skyrocketyourcareerbook.com. And you can download the first chapter for free because I, I, I get it because a lot of people talk about their books and then you buy it and then it's so crappy. So in order to prevent that from happening to other people, I give the first chapter for free and then you can decide whether you want to go further and buy the book. But yeah, it's available on all bookstores. And uh, that's that's the background about my book and how it will help people. Perfect. Well, I will be sure to put that in the show notes. Um, a couple last questions because I don't want to take too much of your time. But you mentioned kind of at the beginning that you kind of had this evolution through your life. What would your younger self kind of think of, you know, you being on TED Talks and stuff like that? And what do you think he'd say? My younger self would say, damn, man, I never knew you could be this kind of guy. And it's funny you asked that question because a lot of people who grew up with me during my childhood, they're still dumbfounded that how this person, a shy introverted kid earning a minimum salary who was a nobody, became an international keynote speaker, best-selling author, uh, and a tech career strategist running a six-figure business, right? People still cannot fathom how did the transition happen. And again, as I was saying, it took me now 20 years to become an overnight success. That's why I tell people because it's all about the small, small steps, which you keep doing consistently over a period of time. Then you eventually start seeing the results for your effort. And so coming back to your question, yeah, my... I think my younger self would be really proud of who I've become. And it's a proof to people that you don't have to be born smart, born rich, but you can make yourself smart, make yourself rich. If you are consistent, if you believe in yourself and you have the mindset that, you know what, I have my own skill sets. I was born on this earth for a reason. I'm going to figure out what that is. Screw other people and I'm, I have my own path. So if you have that mindset, then anyone can make a transformation. And trust me on this, I'm an average person. If I'm not smart like people in MIT or Harvard, but I could compete with them because I know other things, strategies, which I've picked up over a period of time, right? So it's all about how you show up, how you build your brand, how you communicate your confidence, you know? And I think those are the key things you want to keep in mind. And if you have those things, you could be successful in anything you do the key is just be consistent and do the work because we are we live in this world of uh, instagram and uh, facebook where we see all these influencers make putting posts of them next to their ferrari lamborghini and stuff like that but no one knows the story behind that maybe they're already two million dollars in debt and they're just making a persona you know false persona on social media so People immediately think that, oh, I want to become like that, right? But then they want results immediately. No one believes in the power of delayed gratification, which means that you put consistent effort, do the work, and then you'll start seeing results. But 
those are some food for thought for your listeners in case you wanted to change something or do something with your life. Wow. Not okay. Not that you haven't already given so many gold nuggets of audio, but do you have any last piece of advice you want to add? My last advice would be to really stand out from other people and establish yourself. You have to build your personal brand. Your personal brand it's a number one thing which is going to sit to you apart from the competition. Your personal brand is the number one thing which is going to give you opportunities. Your personal brand is the number one thing which is going to help discover your next career path, your next next passion. So building a personal brand is going to be really, really important, especially right now when there thousands of people are applying for the same job. What's going to make you stand out from other people? So your personal brand, focus on that. And then things start happening to you automatically. There you have it. Well, if anybody is lacking inspiration, make sure you just play that last two minutes on a loop because that is full of gold. That was amazing. Thank you. Yeah. If anybody wants to learn more about you or get in touch, find your book and so on, where could they find you? So a couple of places. First one is all my life's work can be found on my personal website, which is rajsubra.com, which is R-A-J-S-U-B-R-A.com. And there you'll find out how I help people, how I do my one-on-one coaching, group coaching, all the details about me. To get my book, you could go to skyrocketyourcareerbook.com. And as I said, you can download the first chapter for free and you'll have links to various stores where you could buy the book as well. And of course, if you want to connect with me, I live on LinkedIn. So uh, literally just ping me, follow me because I put content out every single day on various different topics and just ping me because I love uh, building my network and connecting with new people as well. So that those are the ways you could uh, support me and get in touch with me. Yes. Well, I will be sure to put all of the links in the show note below. But thank you so much for your time today. That was seriously full of gold inspiration. And I am so honored to have you on my podcast. Thanks for having me. And I also wanted to take a second to acknowledge you for showing up consistently on your podcast and uh, giving a channel for people to share their stories. So keep doing what you're doing and uh, appreciate whatever you're doing for the community. Well, thank you so much. That means a lot. And that is it for this week's episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Every single play truly does mean the world to me. If you guys love the podcast, make sure you let me know by sharing the podcast, leaving a review or a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast player. And if you're interested to staying up to date with the quest for new inspiration, Make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And make sure you get some of your own Quest for New Inspiration swag. See show notes for more details.